Welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Chevy Blackburn, alongside Anthony Colson. And uh, we're going to be talking about some sports and our rivalry rivalry weekend recap. Yes. I think we should just get started into uh, the 22nd, which would be last Thursday, recapping what happened in volleyball. Uh, Southern, we went to uh, California Baptist in Riverside, California for their uh, tournament there. I think it's the Riverside, it is the Riverside Invitational. And they, uh, so the Thunderbirds, we came out strong and led 3-1 to one with two kills from Mackenzie Templeton. But it was a pretty tight battle. Start. It was tied 20-20 at the end of the match, or towards the end of, end of the match. The uh, Lancers uh, came out on top with a score of 26-4. to And that kind of was just the story, and it was the story of our volleyball team. They're really like comeback player, like team comeback strong. Basically. Comeback strong, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. We, we've seen it in their other game as well. But yeah, so they came out and came, tried to come back, but uh, unfortunately, the uh, Lancers went ahead and took the victory for the first game of the set, and they also won the second set, twenty-five to twenty-one. And this time we actually came out pretty well, led eight to six to start started off with California Baptist. The Lancers went on six zero run and basically took momentum. And for our third set as well, or not third set, but third game of the set, they actually got off to a hard hot start again. So it, it was thirteen and nineteen, and then that was the last time we would have the lead. And the set ended three to zero. And that game of the set, the final game of the set was 25-21. So not a good showing in Riverside, but our next game for the rivalry game, which was Saturday, when we also faced uh, te- uh, Utah, Tech. Utah Tech. I always try to say Texas, Texas Tech every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's from one of our classes. We're talking about Texas Tech a lot in that, oh, in that yeah, class. Lot, <laughs> so much. Mike Leach. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Utah Tech, uh, we played them, and we went over this, we played them both in volleyball and football this Saturday. Yes. And uh, this Saturday, I actually decided to watch the game. I really don't know much on volleyball, and I'm trying to learn more, because it's actually become pretty interesting to me, because it's pretty quick pace, and that's yeah. what I like. It's similar to basketball in that sense. And uh, so in the first set, I don't have all the stats, but I watched it, and I can just tell you... Uh, Came out a little, a little stagnant like normal, you know. We made a little push back. It was pretty close, but in the end, Tech came out with the win of the first game of the set. But after that, it was just pure like just domination from us. Like we won the next three games of the set in a row. Nice. And uh, sorry about that. Macy Short was really key. And this is from something that you were researching in your article. Mm-hmm. But she had 34 assists, and two of them led to game-winning points in the third and fourth set. Yeah. That's, that's really impressive. That's key, especially when you have a player like Macy Short that you can rely on to set you up those 34 assists and get the point for your team. And, yeah, these were, you know, she got the last point in each of the two sets that secured the victory for mm-hmm. the Thunderbirds. And that was the first game of the rivalry weekend with Utah Tech, we'll cut the second one after I go through soccer here. So 
SU won that volleyball matchup against the Trailblazers three to one. So good on them. First conference win of the year, two and nine on the season. And now going into soccer, our Thunderbird soccer team is on cloud nine right now. They're now eight one and one in the season, three zero oh, and one in Western Athletic Conference play. And the O is three wins, zero losses, one tie. Um, and for the first time in program history, they remain undefeated for the th- uh, through their first four conference games. First time in program history that a uh, Thunderbird soccer team has gone undefeated through the first four conference games. This past weekend, they played Abilene Christian and Tarleton State on the road. So a road trip to good old Texas, Lone Star State. And... Um, SU entered the matchup against Abilene Christian with a two-game winning streak, and both these teams are tough. Both these teams were above 500 and still are above 500. Um, so definitely really good teams overall. Uh, SU struck thir- first in the 23rd minute, a goal by winning Lansgard, and that gave SU the lead, and SU kept that lead at the half, one zip. And, you know, shout out to Megan Short, the starting goalkeeper for the Thunderbirds. She stopped 13 shots throughout the first half of against Abilene Christian, which in soccer, 13 shots is insane. Yeah, that's, 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 a, lot of, that's a lot of shots, even like in basketball yeah. for some people. Yeah, that's a lot of shots. Like, that's typically what you would see in a hockey game, for example, you know, because usually in a hockey game, you might see, you know, 10 to 15 shots per period. That's like a hockey representation right there. So 13 shots throughout the first half. Uh, five of them were on goal. So 13 other, eight, the eight others sailed, you know, either off of net or, you know, went out by the crossbar, crossbar or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the Wildcats kept their foot on the gas with the offensive momentum from the first half, tied it up in the 55th minute from a goal from Jordan Minchie. And that was about it. SU did have a key opportunity to score in the 89th minute, but the shot went off the crossbar, almost bounced across the goal line and in, like a fraction, a fraction more, and it would have been ruled over the goal line, and it would have been a goal for Southern Utah, and they would have won. But instead, nope, the Wildcats cleared it, 1-1 draw against Abilene Christian, and their last game up against Tarleton State, they burst on the scene early and scored within the first seven minutes of the game, and they kept that 1-0 lead throughout the rest of the game, making short earned their fourth clean sheet of the season, so fourth shutout, and Wangisgard both scored both goals for the Thunderbirds this weekend, now it's five total on the season, and this Thunderbird squad is amazing. Right now they're tied for first in the Western Athletic Conference standings when we were predicted to finish second to last. For soccer mm-hmm. and that's a huge turnaround it's a turnaround that we're almost seeing with the men's basketball team when they won the big sky conference championship regular season championship that one year we're they're finished predicted finish like six in the polls mm-hmm. and they came around and won the whole entire thing so just you know huge effort from uh su soccer and kai edwards it's just doing amazing things with the squad and you can t- totally say like this is like they matured a lot. It was a very, very young squad last year, and you can just see you know, Kai, where, Kai Edwards taking this roster under his wing and saying, look, this is what we're going to focus on, this is what we're going to do, and it's worked wonders for them. Yeah, and like you're saying, like kind of turning it around, at the beginning of the season, I believe 
like I'm not sure who was between, but we were talking to a professor this morning, and he said that he kind of bet on the under of two and a half games won by soccer this yeah. year, and they're already quadrupled that. Yeah, they they basically have quadrupled it, and also to note, both these games this weekend were in very unfavorable conditions for the Thunderbirds. Both were in the high nineties at kickoff. So if you think about that. That's hot. You're run, yeah, you're running across the field, and then especially in ninety degree weather, we're not talking you know, like rain or cloudy conditions with seventy degrees. We're talking ninety plus degrees here, and you're running around full pace trying to go after uh, the ball. That's that's insane. Prop, props to this team that also they kept up that good of a physical condition because looking at highlights of both games. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to play the conservative method and play smart, just play back, rest up because you know how, how, of how hot it was. No, they were going punch for punch with these two, with these two Texas uh, institutions. So definitely, you know, great job for SU soccer. Uh, we'll highlight their preview coming up and a little little spoiler. This will decide first place currently in women's soccer standings in the Western Athletic Conference. Okay, so it should be a good weekend for soccer again then. A yeah. competitive weekend should be. Yeah, very competitive. Yeah. So do we want to go over the uh, big highlight of the weekend then in yes. uh, football? Yes, let's do it. So uh, our Thunderbirds went ahead and played against Tech as well, and the uh, final score was 31-17. to 17. Uh for us, in favor of us, and it moves us to one and zero in last play and three and one on the season. Yes, so that was a huge victory, especially with it being our homecoming weekend against a team forty five minutes or forty five miles away from us. Yeah, so basically forty five minutes in Utah traffic. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was honestly just a really good game. It looked like it'd be kind of close from the beginning, but we start after the third quarter, uh, kind of just. Clamped them up on defense. Uh, Roderick Ward had a great game. Two interceptions, I believe it was six tackles along with that. Actually, it was six tackles along with that. Both interceptions in the fourth quarter, by the way. Yeah, Not that's just overall in the second half. Both were in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and that's that's just crazy. It shows, like, just how, like, that defense is just playing differently than they did last year. If oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're oh, yeah. playing with more... It seems like confidence and just trusting each other, and it allows for especially the secondary to move along more freely. And also, they've been, you know, I, overall, from what I've seen from this team, they're playing a lot more aggressive. You know, they're playing a very aggressive type of football, but also a type of football that is safe for, you know, that you're not going to get much penalties. Mm-hmm. You know, not aggressive where, you know, it's, we're going to punch you in the face and we don't care if you get if we get a penalty. You know, it's a, we're going to beat you on the aggressive side of the ball, but also we're going to make sure that we play crisp enough that we don't earn penalties. Mm-hmm. And um, I think another huge player, and it was completely opposite for him, as like Roderick had the ceiling like in the fourth quarter, Isaiah Wooden really stepped up and like brought the energy to the team in the first half. Um, he had 129 yards and a touchdown. I believe he only had one and five receptions. I believe he only had one. He only had one reception in the second half, right? Yes, he only had one reception because 
he you know scored most of his you know receiving yards in the first half. So in the second half, the Trailblazers double covered him all game. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to like get to is because I talked about it a little bit just on uh, Twitter with some people or yeah on Twitter and with with him seeing doubles the whole second half basically it was almost every play basically for our offense. There were so many other people who got involved. Like, oh, yeah. He had 129 yards, but Justin Miller had 352. Yeah. So there was more players that were just able to get open because of his presence and just damage done in the first half. Yeah. Justin Miller finished with 29 completions, 352 yards, and two touchdowns on the night for Southern Utah. And, yeah, it just led so much more openings for – basically everyone else from Isaiah Wooden. And yeah, Wooden got that started off. You and me were both in the press box watching this game. Isaiah broke coverage and just Miller heaved it down the field and Wooden was gone for a 65-yard touchdown, you know, and just the speed on that man is just insane. I, you know, you put him on any field and he's just going to do amazing with that speed because, you know, that's something you cannot teach at any level. You know, just the speed he has. Yeah, and like you said, you can't teach speed. There's no teaching speed. There's just, I mean, you you can cut milliseconds off of times. Yeah. But you can't teach four three speed. No, you can't. So you can't, and and wouldn't has four three speed easily. Exactly. And I'm gonna be honest. I was expecting like the second half to like like how we're talking. Like I thought it was gonna be a close game throughout. Yeah. But the defense just really put it to him in the fourth quarter, led by Rod. Yeah. So, like, Rod just basically locked him down himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rod, Mitch Price, a lot of guys just stepped up. And, you know, going to this game, we all knew Utah Tech had a really good offense. Mm-hmm. And you could see that that offense just struggled throughout the game. And, mm-hmm. you know. Our Thunderbird defense is really good, and this team's now 3-1, 1-0 in conference play. And, you know, I think we have more wins now than we've had in the past two, three years, you know, just in one season. So definitely exciting things, and I love what Coach Fitzgerald has done with this team and that now we are, you know, right now a winning program. We'll need to see how it goes uh, in this this week's matchup. But right now everything's looking good for, for Thunderbird football. So do we want to go over to just transitioning into what's going to be happening this week then? Is there anything else we want to recap? That's about it. So let's transition into this uh, next week. Awesome. So we'll get started with volleyball again. They play this Thursday at La Cruces, New Mexico, against uh, New Mexico State University. And that game will be at 6 p.m. Mountain Time on this Thursday, the 29th. Um, they're 8-5. In five and one and one in the WAC. Okay. So and they swept. It was California Baptist, which we just got swept by the prior week. So it should be. It's gonna be a tough one, honestly, for our team because all, I, the momentum can carry over, but this team, the uh, Aggies, just have a lot better of a team. Like for example, like they're hitting on, they hit on thirty percent of their shots or attempts against uh, Cal Baptist, so that's good. 
that's really good for yeah. volleyball. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty telling. They're they're an aggressor, and uh, I think that the way we beat them, and it's the way we beat Tech, is just having less errors than them. Yeah. Because that was a huge part of beating Tech is just our errors were the difference was a huge one. So I believe like that, and the momentum will help us win that game. Although it'll be a really tough game this week. Yeah, I think every tough game is going to be, you know, I think every game is going to be tough for every single team, mm-hmm. especially moving to a new conference. You're facing new opponents, but also on the other side, that's going to be a tough game for them because they've never played us before. Yeah, and so many schools, this is the first time we're ever playing them. Yeah. So it's going to be tough for them. Be, or you know, maybe they played us eight years ago when head coaches are. Players are way different now. So it's definitely, it's going to be tough for either side. You know, Utah Tech volleyball is pretty good so far this season. Yeah. And, you know, we outlasted them in the last three sets to win it in a game that probably most people had us losing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely, every game's going to be tough. And it's just the card of, you know, who's going to be the better team. Yeah, that's that's the truth too. Is like you were saying, there's just so many news, like there's new things to mm-hmm. each yeah. team right now yeah. because the changes. Uh, let's see. We also have cross country men's and women's will be heading to South Bend, Indiana, for the Notre Dame Joe. Is Joe Payne? Payne. Okay. Yeah. Joe Payne Invitational, and both teams will be playing. On the 30th, or not playing, but running, uh, competing. Yeah, you can say also running. Yeah, yeah, running, competing, and or on the 30th at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. Mountain Time. 8 p.m. for a cross country imagine Ooh. That'd be that'd be bad, but it's 8 a.m. Mountain Time uh, for both the men's and women's cross country games. Okay. Uh, let's talk about football, and yeah. I'll go over volleyball right yeah, after that for sure. All right, so football. <laughs> Face off against Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky is two and two on the season, zero and one in conference play. They lost their last game to Austin P. And right now, you know, I'm a little nervous for this game because their first two games were on the road at Eastern Michigan and at Bowling Green, both FBS schools in the in the MAC conference. So I think it's a Midwest Athletic Conference. I think that's what it stands yeah, for. Yeah, so yeah, and. They lost to Eastern Michigan only by eight, and they won in seven overtimes up against Bowling Green, 59-57. And whenever you face a, a school that defeated an FBS school, that that game is always highlighted now because, okay, this team defeated FBS school. We need to look at this and take this very seriously because this could be a team that could wipe the floor with almost anyone. But at the same point in time, they lost to Austin P by 11. Um, the other win on the season is versus Charleston Southern. So I'm betting a you know, D2 school, I'm thinking. Um, but, yeah, you know, but at the same point in time, the MAC is a lower-level FBS conference, mm-hmm. and there have been plenty of upsets in the past from FCS schools upsetting FBS programs from that from that conference. So, uh, you know, at the moment, it's just, you know, it's going to be a good game, I think. It's going to be a close one, but I think, uh, you know, we can definitely pull it out. SU can definitely pull that one out. Yeah. Uh, 
like you were saying, going over the conferences, I don't know much about all the conferences because I am beginning to learn about it. Yeah. But, like, from what you were saying is it's basically kind of, it seems almost like Big Sky competition, mm -hmm. if I had to be honest, because yeah. the Big Sky is, like, the upper division of the FCS. Yeah. So... Just gauging off of that, I think it'll be a really good game, but I think it'll be a tough game. And I don't know really who will come out of that game with the win. Yeah, and it looks like Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky is part of the Atlantic Sun Conference, so the A-Sun. Uh -huh. So, and that's a pretty decent football conference. They have Central Arkansas, Kennesaw State, Jacksonville State. You know, Jacksonville State, uh, the team, I believe last year, it was the one that upset Florida State mm -hmm. in their home opener. Yeah. So... Definitely a very prominent conference in a lot of uh, uh, FCS, FBS upsets lately out of that uh, conference. There's just been a lot of upsets in, like, just not even college sports, but sports in general. This year. Yeah. Like, yeah. football, everything right yeah. now. It's just been crazy yeah. with upsets and just expectations not meeting what reality is right yeah. now. Kansas Jayhawks, 4-0. They are, like, the top front, one of the front runner receiving votes in the top 25. When do we expect the Jayhawks to be four and zero on the season? Like that's crazy. Holy cow! Like four and zero. But yeah, you know the season in college football in general is just so unpredictable, and this game probably is going to hold the same. You know, and the unpredictability of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, going back to volleyball, they will be playing Saturday as well, which is the first, and it will be at twelve p.m. Mountain Time, and they will be playing. UTRGV from Edinburgh, Texas. Yep. University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Very long university yeah. name right there. Longer than Southern Utah University for sure. But yeah, so we'll be playing them in volleyball. And they are actually currently 2-0 in the uh, oh. Black, the Western Athletic Conference. So it's going to be, I mean, I say this every time, and I feel like that's just all sports right now. It's going to be tough for volleyball, especially since they kind of capitalize off of errors and UTV or UTRGV or the Vaqueros are uh, not a team full of errors. Like their last matchup, they played uh, against the, uh, they played against Tarleton State, who's 0-2 in the lack, but 8-8 eight eight overall. And they won that 3-1. Okay. And, uh, the big difference maker as well was that they only had 15 errors to Tarleton's 31. Wow, so they're a very precise team. Yeah, they're, they, very, they're very safe with the ball. Discipline. Like, they yeah. know what they're doing, and they're trying their best not to be the reason that the other team scores. Wow. All right. That's going to be a tough test for that, sure. It's going to be a tough matchup that game. Wow. All right, moving on to soccer this Sunday, some good old football. So this game right here is going to be here in Sear City at 1 p.m. Mountain Time and is up against Utah Tech, and this is for right now all the marbles currently in the Western Athletic Conference for women's soccer. Uh, currently, SUU is tied for first with this, with this uh, Utah Tech squad, Utah Tech, Currently, let me double check my stats here. Currently, they are 7-2-1 and a 3-0-1 conference record, just like us. Mm -hmm. And SU is 2-1-1 all-time versus the Trailblazers. 
Last time both these teams played was last year, but this is the first time this conference closed, and SU lost that 2-1 to one here in Cedar City. So right now Utah Tech has the last advantage at the moment over the Thunderbirds. Let's see if they can get a little bit of a revenge game, because if they do, this revenge is going to be sweet, because this is for first place. And at the moment, both teams are very, you know, they have separated themselves from the rest of the uh, the, what? the the WAC, basically. I'm trying to load up conference standings, but the WAC uh, website's not letting me. So, at the moment. But yeah, no, and, you know, a team that everyone thought was going to win the conference preseason-wise, Grand Canyon, is dead last right now. I think mm-hmm. they're like 0-2, 0-3 in conference play. And they only have like one or two wins on the year. So, right now, this conference is wide open, and it's Southern Utah is for the taking right now. If they can get uh, Utah Tech here, they can beat Utah Tech this weekend, this is their conference for the taking. Yeah, and I actually got it to load up. So they are actually, so us and Tech are both 3-0-1 in the WAC. They have one more loss than us overall on their record. So it puts us ahead right now. If we lose to them, it's going to tie their record. Yeah. And they have the tiebreaker to win. Yep. So, it's going to be a really good game. I feel like almost any game against us in Tech from here on out, at almost any, in any sport, should be a really good game. It's going to have a lot of importance to it. Yeah, there's just a, we're very similar teams and just very similar size of schools. Like, just everything's really similar. Yeah. So, it's going to be just tough to face them twice a year, basically, yeah. depending yeah. on the sport. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you know, that is this, and that is this weekend, and then this upcoming week, the fifth, the third through the fifth, women's golf and men's golf are on the road for their respective tournaments. So women's golf is at the New Mexico State Aggie Invitational in Las uh, La, uh, Las Cruces, uh, Cruces, New Mexico. Cruces, Cruces, yes. Las Cruces, New Mexico, and then men's golf is at the Mark Simpson Colorado Invitational in Erie, Colorado, held by, or hosted by, University of Colorado Boulder, so mm-hmm. the Buffaloes of Pac-12. Um, and it looks like, for women's golf, this might be the first conference tournament season since New Mexico State is in the WAC still for uh, golf. So this is going to be the first conference tournament, or kind of conference tournament, because usually golf tournaments collegially have schools from all over the place, yeah. plus some of your conference foes. So it's kind of like every week's a conference matchup in a way. But yeah. Even it's like three other conference opponents. <laughs> As well. You know. But yeah, you know, both of these are going to be good tournaments for both teams. And can't wait to see what happens. The women's golf is a three-day tournament from the third to the fifth. And men's golf is just a two-day from the third to the fourth. And I think that basically sums up what we have coming up from... Me, Anthony Colasuno, and Andy Blackburn over here. All right, that is all for this week on the Thundercast. See you for next week.